The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right. And another mm. one. Yeah, man. What's going on? I'm just enjoying this bearded tribe, single barrel bourbon. It's so delicious. Yeah. So this thank you, Peter and Gersh. Gersh from Vineyard <laughs> Wines and Liquors. Thank you so much for the uh, the donation to the to the collection. <laughs> I thought it you were going to say the donation to our problem. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we are getting spoiled with it though, mm. so we're going to have to have to call them up and order some more. Yeah. So anyway, well, I'll buy the next bottle. There you go. So what's going on? Uh, what is going on? Um, I uh, signed up for the NRA World Shirt Out. I know you can't make it. I cannot. I cannot get there. it sounds pretty cool. So, so this is the World Shooting Championship, the NRAs. <clears throat> yeah, it's in Indiana. I'm assuming you're going to go under amateur. I'm definitely going <laughs> under amateur. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, some of the principles are, uh, I, I've never, so it's, it's pistol, sh- shotgun, and rifle. You'll shoot all three, but there's cowboy action. You know, there's you know uh, long long range stuff. There's all er, everything, so it doesn't matter how good you are in any one category. If you are a jack of all trades and a master of none, you'll yeah. do you'll do well. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, so uh, that's um, cool. Yeah, cool. But I'm well, pretty excited about that. I'm excited for this episode for a lot of reasons. So yeah. I'll start with this. Today we will be announcing the winner of our primary arms SLX one through six LPVO. It's so me, isn't it? It's been, <laughs> it might be. No, it's not. You, Definitely not. I don't think that would be kosher. <clears throat> no. Well that, and there was a social media aspect. Involved yeah. And, and you're not on that. So that. yeah. Um, there was a lot of, lot of success with that. A lot of people definitely okay. really wanted that scope and uh, that's awesome. I hope some of those people are listening now waiting to get their name announced and I hope that they enjoy the show and they stay on. So We'll anyway. have to throw some. We have like a ton of bumper stickers from. Yeah, so we'll we we'll, we'll hook them up. I gotta. I'll give a little prize <clears> pack, <throat> and then I'm actually gonna announce three people. I'll explain why later, but I'm gonna announce three, and the other two I'm gonna give like a little prize pack, give cool. some some books and some cool stuff. So anyway, listen. Uh, we're gonna get to that a little bit later in the show, but we will definitely be announcing that. And another announcement: we have a brand new sponsor today. This is uh, exciting. I'm super Another for delicious this. one. Yeah. So <laughs> let me start off by saying you and I both love coffee. For sure. And we often will buy coffee, uh, various names in the industry, various names yep. in the coffee industry, and we'll go to each other's house, we'll brew up some coffee and taste yep. test them. Especially when the weather's nice on a Saturday yeah. morning. Now for me, I am constantly running in terms of just all day long doing this show, trying to like manage a million things, kids, sports, all that stuff. And me. I drink a shit ton of coffee. I mean, a shit ton of coffee. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, I guess, you know, that's kind of a known thing. I think we've mentioned it before. Mm. And Cooper's Coffee Company, a.k.a. Cooper's Cast Coffee, reached out and they were like, you're a coffee guy. Would you ever consider a coffee sponsor on the show? And I'm like, what's better than coffee and guns? You Nothing. know, it's like amp you up. And well, go, coffee, guns and bourbon. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Cooper's Coffee Company, um, and I and the, they're Cooper's Cast Coffee, and part of the reason for that is this is really cool. I had them years ago. I had, someone got me a bag for a Christmas present, uh-huh. and the bag they got me was one of their um, bourbon coffees. Yeah, which is the first one you and I tried. Yeah, and so they have bourbon, they have, they have uh, whiskey, they got Kenya, they've got. Yeah. Um, so they have all their cast coffees, their barrel age, which is like their rise, their bourbon. Mm-hmm. But then they have their single origins, which is the ones from, they have Sumatra, Rwanda, Kenya. Places I was just naming, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so they have both of those. But Well, one of the ones that they sent us to try was the Kenya one, and I hit that thing pretty hard. It was gone. Once I <laughs> once I started, I was like, ah, this is what I'm drinking until yeah. it's gone. I've been serving it to everybody. It's, it's, yeah. it's great coffee, really good stuff. And uh, you can get it in whole bean, you can get it in French press, different types of grinds. They do a membership. So like if you want to just always have coffee kind of at your house, you sign up and they'll just, you know, deliver it on a regular basis. And that's definitely important because, uh, you know, I I had mentioned to you, I'm a little bit of a coffee snob and I I like the French press, which is, you know, you need a coarser grind for that. So, uh, I was, uh, you grind your own beans though. I do. So you can go whole bean if you want. Yeah. I would go whole bean. Yeah. So as would I. Yeah. So anyway, who doesn't brand, like the brand whole bean? new sponsor? Uh, you know, we getting into <laughs> we'll be getting into that. Uh, you know, you'll be hearing us do the ad reads. And if you're into the coffee, go to Cooper's Coffee Company.com, check them out, 
and uh, we are going to be getting a landing page so you guys can kind of let them know we sent you, which would be helpful for us as well. So uh, as always, I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, especially if you're here listening for the first time. And if you want to help us out here at the show, you could join our mailing list at thegunexperiment.com. We've been producing more content there, and uh, you can always get episodes there and other stuff. I got some video content that's starting to kind of pop off, so good stuff. And then today's episode, we are going to have we're going to have a new game we're going to play today, and we're going to have tons of articles and things to talk about. And uh, as our guest co-host will announce in a minute, the Mansphere, and uh, we're going to talk about all that. So if you are listening, hit over to Spotify and comment. Let us know what you think about some of this stuff. Let us know how you did in the game, and uh, you let's know, do it. Basically, hang out with the Gun Experiment crew. So we're going to get into this thing. Before we do, today's show is brought to us by On-Site Firearms Training. They're highly qualified instructors who are constantly improving their craft on top of their regular teaching staff. They also host lots of other world-renowned instructors from all over the country. Whatever your shooting needs are, you're guaranteed to find a course that will make you a better shooter. So check them out at OFTLLC.us and get trained by the same outfit that trains the gun experiment. We're going to get this thing popping now. Tonight's guest co-host was on the gun experiment back in December. So not that long ago. ago. It does feel like forever ago. And he's back in studio, which makes me super happy to chop it up with this. I'm pleased to welcome back Matt Larson, the director of combatives in the United States Military Academy. What's going on? Nice to see you guys. Good to be back. Good, Good to, to be you. back. I, uh, I, we did off the air, but uh, one of the first things I, after listening to your episode again after we met, I wanted to do when you came back today was savor that moment and have a little drink together <laughs> and not, uh, you know, just enjoy it. So uh, I appreciate that. How, what do you think of this whiskey? Pretty good. Yeah, it's tasty. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's dangerous about this stuff is that it's like, what is it, 65 proof, Keith? Yeah, yeah. No, 125 proof. 65% out, alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. And so it's strong, but it's smooth. And the next thing you know, you're like talking funny and you don't know why. So the <laughs> second half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> did And I wanted to also say, did you recommend the murderer next door? I, I recommend, uh, yes, yeah. David Buss. I, I read it and oh my God, I am scared of every one of my neighbors now. Yeah. I mean, everyone is freaking capable Includi- of murder. Including me? Definitely you. You got the onion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the great thing, so David Buss, he's one of my heroes you know, for the audience. He's the head of evolutionary psychology at the University of Texas. And he wrote that book like quite some time yeah, ago. Yeah, a while ago. And it, it, it pretty much debunks like Dave Grossman's whole a bit about humans having inherent reticence to kill other humans. No, we no. We, we don't. No, we, we kill each other over status and mating issues. The majority of the time, <laughs> right. that's what it is, right? It really is. Well, Keith, I, you always say we're just animals, right? We're just animals, and you know, it's just. I think what what I really the moral takeaway that I got from that was really is any one of those things can be enough to make someone snap. Yeah, it's funny because you know one of the things. You find out if you dig deeper into that is, you know, murder is not one of those crimes where people are recidivists. You know, like most of the time people kill somebody. It's just a one off in their life. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? You're not yeah, Bundy. Year, years ago, I took a uh, like a criminal justice class and uh, the, the professor was there and the head of the department happened to be walking through and the professor was talking about something along those lines about, you know, just murder and homicide. And the head of the department stopped him like mid track and was like, that. He's like, listen, he said, if somebody murders someone and you know the murderer, don't be scared of them. And everyone, all the students are like, what the heck? And he's like, that was just a crime of passion. He's probably harmless now. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, like if you get rid of the annoyance, you know, after that, you're probably a pretty yeah, mellow dude. Yeah, I mean, it probably says more about them having no self-control than anything else. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? so, for sure. Yeah. Well, what did we've heard uh, a couple different times? Uh, my cousin Butchie has been on the show. He was a chief of police. He's retired now, but um, he went, he once said to us on the show and, and off air many times. He says, "You know, everybody has evil thoughts. It's those that act on them. Yeah, that is the difference between it's a good point. Know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I you know I can certainly say I, I've had some evil thoughts. <laughs> right. I mean, I think everybody does. Natural. I think right? it's a natural thing. Nature. I mean, who you're going to be is a negotiation between who you'd like to be and what the world demands of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You <laughs> How have you been, Matt? I've been pretty good. You know? Yeah. So I have to say, um, and we kind of texted back and forth a little bit, but Keith, you don't even know this. Uh, after our uh, last show with Matt, 
were talking about Combatives University, and I went and I signed up for it. Oh, get out of town. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah, and so I'm actually, <laughs> uh, I, was, I'm, I was at the gym the other day. I have a trainer I work with. And uh, so I'm going to hit my lifts. So, the, you know, just to reiterate for, you know, the, those that maybe it's haven't It's not just jujitsu. It's not just, so it's it's the fights, right? And then there's the lifting component, there's the medical component, and there's the shooting component. Okay. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, for right now, because I go to the gym, you know, it's easy for me to hit my lifts. Now you're in it until you succeed. That's it. Would, would you say, Matt, it's the long haul, right? It's the journey. Yeah, it's a path, right? That It's yeah. more about here's the things you should be doing over the next 10 or 15 or 20 years. Yep than it is about anything else. Yeah, it's awesome. So we're gonna get into some articles today, um, but before we do, and Keith, I don't even know if I told you this or not, we have one other new sponsor. And you th- did tell me. This is- uh, Only because I asked. I'm very, very uh, grateful for this one because uh, anyone who's a fan of the show and listens to the show on a regular basis knows we have had Alan Gottlieb on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan is the president of the Second Amendment Foundation, and. You know, Keith and I traveled out to Arizona to go to their uh, conference. Um, I was invited to be a speaker. Keith and I went out there. So we have a, a kind of a kinship with them. Uh, I love the work that they do. And I reached out to Alan. And long story short, he basically was like, you know, if we can support the show uh, in some way, you know, we'd love to do that. And we'd love to sponsor a few episodes. So, uh, and I'm very grateful for that. It's not something they typically do, but they wanted to support the show and obviously support the Second Amendment and those people that are supporting the Second Amendment. So, Thank well, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate yeah, that. Pretty cool. Let's get into our first article. Keith, you're up. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the big screen is uh, wanting me to join a particular mailing list to get full access to this article again, but I have a pretty good memory on this one. So <clears throat> a couple days ago, I came across this article. Single man goes on a, on a blind date through somebody he's, I don't want to say it's blind, but he met through one of those dating apps or something like that. And they go out to dinner and... He, uh, you know, has this kind of litmus test that he's been doing with with women that he's gone on dates now. And it's, you know, we split the first bill and we see if that's a problem. Is this every girl he goes out with? Or I, it just- seems to be the case from from what I remember from the article. But in this particular one, this particular case, uh, the woman was not very happy about having to split the bill in this case. And uh, he says, well, you know, you ordered the appetizer. I, I didn't eat any of that. And things were going really well up until this point. And, uh, and then, you know, it came down to the bill and, and this woman, you know, was not, was not very excited about this. Now, very logical on his part. People were very torn down on this middle and personally, and I I think probably all of us in the room are, are of the opinion that, you know, if you ask a woman out on a date, you probably pay for the bill, right? You know, I, I'm married and I still do that. Yep. Thank you for laughing at that. (laughs) Um, And uh, his logic behind this is everything that's going on with the Me Too movement and, you know, um, women wanting total equality. He said, what is more equitable than when we first meet and we go out that we share the cost of a meal? I think part of the problem with this, though, is the idea that you are, if you are the one initiating the date, that that is sort of the etiquette and the protocol in this situation is that as, a, and listen, as a man, right? Like, you know, we, we talk about- I these, don't disagree with we, that part. We talk about these gender roles. I, yeah. I personally subscribe to traditional gender roles. And so there's this idea that like, as a man, like you're, you're supposed to be the one who sort of seeks out <clears throat> in a lot of cases. Not that that's always the case, but I think that's traditional. Sure. And so if you're typical and you ask the girl out, it's kind of expected. Now- I found this funny because uh, I waited a very long time to be married. I was single for a very long time. I had girls who I went on a date with who were, uh, it didn't work out, whatever, but we became like friends. We just were like, we kind of hit it off, but we just weren't like, it wasn't going to work out. And a lot of them would tell me, yeah, I just kind of serial date. Like, it's like, good. I go out a few nights to get some free dinners. And I was like, damn. Like, and so there are girls out there. That like, that's their game. They're like, you know what? This guy asked me out. I really don't like him. I'm not attracted to him, but I'm going to get a free dinner out of this. And, and I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't any different though. Whenever, whenever it's time to go out and a bunch of single people are going to a club, the girls don't need money. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, I think that's not surprising that that would happen. And I think it's just part of the scene when you're a man. Yeah, you know? I would agree. And you can't, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't want this like, mas- that's my point. this masculine society and you can't want traditional gender roles 
and then say, hey, I, I also want to, you know, kind of prove a lesson to you. Here. So, so that's that's sort of my perspective right now is like, while on a personal level, I want my son, if he invites, you know, a woman out on a date, I'm, I expect him to pay for the date and, and do all that. But I do see this gentleman's point of, yeah, you know, you, I would agree. You, well, so here's the question, though. So, so you just described this guy as a gentleman. <laughs> ah, okay, well, so, yeah, that's probably that was probably generous. Yeah. I mean, listen, here, here's a here's a funny story about my past. When my parents got divorced, like in 1979 or something, my mother, who's a lady, she was trying to think of the worst thing she could say about my father at the courthouse. And I remember exactly what she said. She said, George, you are no gentleman. And like, that's the worst thing she could say to him, right? Yeah, right, right. sure. So I think you just got to decide where, what sort of person you want to be in life. And you also have to decide, you know, what level you want to operate in life. Yeah. You no, know, like I, I, I can understand that, like, that uh, there would be people who would be trying to take advantage of you. You know, so, so look, here's some, look, a way to handle that. When you, when you show up early for your date and you tell the, the waiter, hey, two bills before the lady even comes, then there's going to be two bills and you can decide at the end of the date oh, <laughs> whether or not you're, whether that's or not a good you're idea. Not, well, right? it's funny because I was, <laughs> that's thinking, a good idea. You sent this story to me and I started like thinking, I'm like, man, like I went like on a lot of these like these dates, you know? And I do recall this one date. I didn't mean I can remember the girl at all, but I remember like at the date she, she must was, have been awesome. I would say, yeah, <laughs> she, easily forgettable. <laughs> but but to remember this part, <laughs> well, because because your article kind of like churned it up. But I was like, I remember being kind of like her going off on this whole like you know I think that like you know men and women should be equal and blah blah blah. And I remember like at the end of the night like being like, well, you know, you've been going off for the past like 30, 40 minutes about equal. Like, should we split the bill? And she was like, well, you know, but you asked me, well, but you want to be equal, right? And of course I paid the bill, but I was like trying to make a point of that like, point. you spent 40 minutes with a man who asked you out and you were expecting him to pay the bill, but you want to be equal. So I understand his point because I lived it kind of, so to speak. But at the same time, like he's kind of running a game, right? He's kind of like doing this to prove a point, not really to find romance for sure. Well, I, I think it could, I think if for the, in the right person, if he finds the right person, it could be a good conversation set and it could get to a good place. Maybe he could also be weeding out all the ones that he really wants. That's what yeah. I think. You know, if he's looking for the sort of woman who's going to be a good partner, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, maybe, yeah. maybe that's not the person he wants is the one who wants to split the bill. Well, maybe he mm -hmm. finds someone who says, okay, like, you know what, challenge on and like, let's do this again, you know? And, yeah. And yeah. you know, maybe he finds the right person that like you say, he just, I don't, you know, but whatever I, I, for me, it's, it's, it's a matter of, are you the kind of guy who wants to prove points and equality on the bill? Or are you the kind of guy that wants to be a man and do what traditional men do? I don't think he knows yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So uh, let's get to this next article. So this one, I actually found this a while ago. And this is about a uh, British actor who calls for tougher knife laws. And so why I found this interesting is the actor was Stringer Bell from The Wire. I don't know if you guys ever watched The Wire, but it's it's one of my favorite HBO series of all times. I believe it's the one that started all the great series, you know, like The, the Sopranos and mm. all those. Like it was a kind of precursor to that. But he was a great character in that. Played like a smart, sophisticated gangster is what he kind of played. Did you ever see it, Matt? I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, you ever see it, Keith? I don't think I've ever seen that one. Okay. Mm. Um, anyway, so... He was urging British government to ban uh, machetes and zombie knives, in quotes, to help stop young people falling victim to knife crime. Are those knives that create zombies? Kill zombies? Or are they green? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's, the, that's the zombie color, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so the UK, which has uh, strict gun control laws, uh, about four in 10 homicides involve a knife or sharp instrument. That's, out of, that's out of control. Yeah. 40%. That's nuts. And the government announced a ban on machetes and knives that are designed to look threatening. There's put there, you got to ban things that look threatening. So you got to have a knife, a machete that looks like a butter knife. Correct. And that, that would be okay. That would I be know okay. the scariest looking knives are like chef knives and things. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I mean, uh, Michael Myers has ruined that, right? You know, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's all about like what they look like. And uh, he said, you know, technology companies should be held accountable for knife imagery on mobile phones. So, you know, I'm reading all this uh, knife stuff. Imagery, on yeah. Phones. Uh, you know, when you when you live in a country that is slowly losing its freedom and losing, <laughs> its, then these sort of arguments are going to come about. You know, I, yeah. Well, I, I lived in Japan when I was in my 
late teens, I was in the Marine Corps. And I remember at the time, you know, Japan, it's a pretty peaceful place, right? But they were trying to outlaw aluminum baseball bats because at the time, those were the weapon of choice for gang violence within Japan, right? So this sort of silliness, you know, it's it, it you can just expect it among people who are used to being more and more controlled and yeah. who, are, mm-hmm. who are happy with that, you yeah. know? To sort of play devil's advocate, I did some research on this. And if, you're, if your goal is like, we just, we want to stop crime. We want to stop people from dying, which, you know, I mean, think we all agree. We don't want people to die. I looked at the numbers. Yeah, I, I want to go on a limb here and say, I would prefer that some people die. Yeah. <laughs> P- pedos? This side, P- of, the, this pedos. side of the table. This side yeah. of the table's up with. <laughs> yeah. I would throw pedos in that category. They, they could die. Pedos. They could okay. die. Um, anyway. So <clears throat> I looked at the numbers and the reality of it is, is like if you, they banned guns in Great Britain and, you know, we're talking like dozens of homicide versus, you know, 20,000 in, in our country. And then I said, well, maybe the uptick in knife, knife homicides went up and it did, but even that's like a few hundred, right? And so, you know, for all intents and purposes, you could say, well, when like banning guns really made that like a safer country. I think, I think you could statistically say that, but Matt, you kind of just said it. It's, do you want freedom? Like, or do you want, or or do you want perfect safety? Mm -hmm. You know, freedom isn't safe. And that's the problem is like, I, I get it. I understand it, but I would much rather be free and, you know, be able to live my life the way I want to live it. Knives are scary, man. I would, I, I would, I, oh yeah, I'd rather be in a gunfight. Stab me. That's much scarier to yeah. me than somebody trying to shoot me. I'm just, it just is. It's visceral. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like it's, it's just a doesn't years kill you ago, as fast. You know, it's just years ago yeah. when the show first started, we had done a an episode where we talked about would you rather be in a knife fight or a gunfight? And like everybody was like gunfight. Like yeah. you know, like knives knives are just. I think of uh, Varg Freeborn's story. You know, he, that yeah. guy got stabbed fifth, not Varg, but who he was involved with, got stabbed 50 times or something like that and lived. You know, I remember Varg saying one time, he, he said, you know, when you're when you're stabbing somebody that many times, you get tired. <laughs> yeah. And you have to think about where you're going to stab them. <laughs> that you haven't already stabbed them. <laughs> it was a whole different perspective. <laughs> I guess I never point. thought about that. <laughs> no, yeah. no. What do you got for us, Keith? Well, so... Um, about a year, almost a year ago now, or just over a year in the summertime, there was a uh, a banker who uh, was not having a good day and uh, shot up a, a place where he worked and a bunch of his coworkers. And he had bought the AR-15 uh, very recently uh, before uh, this uh, this murder took place, and he killed five five individuals. And the family, uh, the families, those five individuals are now suing the Kentucky gun shop that uh, sold the firearm to uh, to this individual. So um, he the the individual who he uh, he ended up getting shot, I, I believe, by by police officers uh, during the uh, altercation. And uh, one of his journals had um, said that. How commented on how easy he thought it was to purchase the gun, and and that's sort of the basis that these families, that the attorneys are are sort of going off of, is that the uh, counter workers at this gun shop did not do a good job at uh, preventing the sale of this firearm at the time. But isn't that why we have a nix check? Like, is it is it up to the person at the counter? So it is definitely up to the FFL. They hold the ultimate go or no go at the end of the day. No, no I understand um, that. I mean, meaning like they could. The guy could pass the Knicks check and they could still go, yeah, this doesn't Correct. feel right. But does that mean they're mind readers and they know this guy was going to do something? You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's a very tough That's a tough question. There were some comments about some patrons inside the store that they they said that they had noticed that uh, this, this person uh, struggled, had little knowledge of firearms, appeared embarrassed uh, during the purchase. And, uh, you know, those are things that maybe... You could make an argument that should have been a little bit of a red flag. I mean, embarrassed to buy it. I, I don't know. I mean, I was. I kind of felt that way the first time I bought. I my mean, own, couldn't that be guilt one. of like you know maybe your maybe your family doesn't support gun rights or maybe could be a bunch you know, of things. Could be a lot right? of things. I mean, I think yeah. you're asking a lot from a person to make that call. And, and I certainly think about the first time that I ever went into a gun store to purchase a firearm. I certainly didn't have the knowledge that I have today. Oh, that, I mean, listen. Yeah. I know some people who who are 
gun people, meaning they own guns. They're, I know some people that are in law enforcement, they own guns. But when I talk to them, and they're great people and they support the Second Amendment, but when I talk to them, I'm like, man, you really are, your knowledge level is actually pretty low. Yeah, you say LPVO and they're like, uh, what? Right. And I mean, listen, <laughs> there's plenty of things I still don't know. You sure, know, and I'm still, 100%. And I'm still learning. I mean, it's why I love doing this show. But I'm just saying, I know some people who know very little, right? I mean, yeah. I think the main point in all these attempts to limit who's going to get guns and whatnot. They're missing the actual nature of what goes on with these mass shootings. You know, if you, if you look a little deeper in that, what mass shootings are all copycats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a, you know, when I was a child, we, we used to bring our, our guns to school, you know, everybody, I'm from Texas. Everybody had a gun rack. Yeah. I used to be late to school in the morning because <clears> I was out goose hunting or whatnot. Like there's a website where you can, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but where you can find all the online postings from mm -hmm. a bunch of these mass shooters all the way back to the Columbine guys, right? Yep. And so they're all playing, like they're trying to emulate the people who came before them. So it's, it's a, it is a media created phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's what changed. What changed was the idea got out there. A lot of there's there's such a thing out there as as, a, as idea pathogens, right? Like yeah. a like an idea suggestive, that, right? I'll give you an example. And I, you know, just because mm. look, suicides like that. Mm -hmm. Whenever you have a suicide and 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 as you talk about it, you get more mm. suicides. I was just going to bring that up because we talked about that on the last on the show you were on. Right. We talked about how in in the military when they had the suicide prevention that they saw a spike. Exactly. Every time you mention it, it's like, don't think about a red truck. Every listener is thinking about a red truck right now. So if we talk about suicide, everybody's thinking about it. And mass shootings are that way. And people who are, you know, on the outskirts of society or whatnot, they fixate on these ideas. You know, So so all these attempts to get at the problem by attacking our our right to defend ourselves and our right to remain a free people by being armed, you know, all those things, they're they're not different than if we said, hey, we are going to limit who can talk about this. Mm. What if we said instead of the Second Amendment to the Constitution, we're going to limit the First Amendment to the Constitution because irresponsible people are spreading this idea. And if every time there was a mass shooting, you never heard about it and you never heard the person's name, right. it would just go away. Well, there's a big push. I mean, there, there is a push out there of like, don't say the killer's name. Yeah, There's, been a, couple, there's I, been a couple instances where they've tried not to do that, right? Yeah. But, but it never—it never seems it's, to it's work out. It's difficult, you know. And I'm not—and I don't even—I'm not advocating that we get rid of people's First Amendment rights. But I'm just—I'm just comparing mm -hmm. the attempt to, you know, limit our Second Amendment rights to a, a, a hypothetical attempt to limit the First Amendment rights, right. which would definitely be more successful. Well, and like I—I yeah. always—we've talked about this before, but the idea that the Second Amendment is there to protect the First Amendment, right? Like they—they kind of work together. Yeah. The first thing the founders said was, "You can say anything you want," and the second thing they said was, "And you can have a gun." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. There's a reason why it's number two, right? right. You yeah. say that, you're going to need a gun, man. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, part of, part of the issue with all of this is I feel like, you know, and this, I'm not, I'm not making this up. Like I've, I've read this obviously other places, but it's the idea that, you know, when a car, when someone uh, is drinking and driving or they're race, yeah. street racing and they kill someone, like you don't go after Ford. Right, like I mean, like they just they it's just exactly made they the made the car and the dealership sold the car and you decide to be an asshole. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, some of the some of the arguments that the, this family's uh, the attorneys are having is weak. You know, another one that they have is that the owners of the stores uh, should have um, known that uh, uh, this AR-15 style weapon has become the go-to weapon for young men. Uh, in intent on causing mass destruction. I mean, I, I mean, I, I've, back, I, back to the baseball bats. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. You <laughs> that's know. that's crazy though because it's like yeah, and it's also used responsibly by millions of people. I we were at a competition where eighty four men and women had AR fifteens, and there wasn't a single mask. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel. I wasn't. I didn't, feel, <laughs> I didn't feel at risk at all. <laughs> right. Not even a little bit. Right. So yeah. Um, well, I mean. I guess the courts have said that they can do it, though, right? Mm. They, well, it's it's happening. It's going through. Um, so we'll we'll see where it, where it happens. Well, what do you think, Keith? Should we give away a LPVO? Uh, yeah. Again, right. as long as you're reading my name, we can give it away whenever you want. Sounds good. I will ignore your request, <laughs> and I will move on with the show. Uh, well, okay. So the way we're going to do this is I am going to announce uh, three names. And what I need these three people to do is I need all of them to... DM me 
uh, on Instagram. Uh, the reason being is if the first person does not get back to me, I'm going to move on to the second. And if the second doesn't get back on me, I'm going on to the third. And so uh, hopefully if I announce three people, someone will claim the prize. Okay. All right. And uh, second and third person, I will, if the first person does, I will send you something as well. The number one winner, the the actual winner is delocated.cornfield.cache. <laughs> Awesome. So he's yeah. got a cornfield somewhere with a cachet. That's where we need to go. Is it cachet? Is that how it's pronounced? Or is I, it cash? I know, I've heard both. It's cash, but it's, yeah, okay. cachet sounds so cool. I was going to say, it sounds <laughs> way cooler. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a certain panache. <laughs> <laughs> is that how the Brits say it? <laughs> I feel like I've heard like that, that 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 is like another like another country says it that way. I don't know if that's true or not, but whatever. Okay. Well, we're the only one that matters. Okay. So cash it is. So it's delocated.cornfield.cash. Other countries say a bunch of stupid stuff. <laughs> that's true. I mean, they call cigarettes fags, right? <laughs> don't they? Like uh, calling pavement tarmac. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. So number two, Josh Dub ninety three. You are number two, and number three is higher displacement. So that is our three. So the three of you reach out to us on Instagram, DM me. I say us like Keith's going to check it. <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, all right. So we're into the second half of the show and a new game. But before we do, I want to talk about Four Patriots. Four Patriots provides long lasting and delicious food options that are specifically designed to provide you and your loved ones with the sustenance you need when you need it most. Their 72 hour kit is super affordable and it's a great way to start your long term food prep journey. The folks at Four Patriots set up a special page for you at fourpatriots.com forward slash gun experiment 10 so that our listeners can get weekly discounts and deals, but act quickly because the deals will change each week. And Keith, I should tell you, I forgot to mention this. Mm. They are sending us some more food to try out. Oh, good. Um, I asked for a few different things. I think I asked for maybe a sweets package. Oh, thank you. I know you like, I I know you like your sweets. I got the sweet tooth. And I asked for like, uh, it's like they're like manly man pack. It's got like okay. meat, meats. Meats in it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll try some different meats. All right. I'm excited about that. I yeah. uh, I enjoyed it the last time we. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, I should have said this earlier, uh, Matt, but uh, we mentioned our new coffee sponsor, Cooper's. Um, and I forgot that I had mentioned to them that we were going to have an in-studio guest and they sent some coffee for you. So I, oh, that's I, awesome. I got a little. Listen, I modulate my entire day off of coffee. I saw you nod your head, so there's a little... <laughs> little, I got you. little rye whiskey barrel. A little rye and, uh, and I figure I'd hook you up with some uh, gun experiment stickers, too. Awesome. Put them on the gun cases and stuff. Uh, Swag bag. That's yeah, right. Everybody, everybody's a winner. <laughs> All right, so we are going to play a new game today um, called the Mandela Effect. Okay. So uh, have either of you ever heard of the Mandela Effect? Matt, yes. I'm assuming you have. Keith, yes. have you? I've heard of Nelson Mandela. You have not heard about the Mandela <laughs> Effect. Okay. So for the listeners, and guys, if you're listening to the show, keep track of this. I want to know how you guys do. Let us know on Spotify. I'm curious if you are as confused as the rest of the world. So, so what are the rules, my friend? Uh, it's very simple. So let me first explain what the Mandela effect is. So the Mandela effect is an observed phenomenon in which a large segment of the population misremembers a significant event or shares a memory <laughs> of an event that did not actually occur. It could be this. it could be visual, it can be pop culture, it could be quotes. And so where this comes from, why it's called the Mandela effect is because Mandela actually Nelson Mandela actually died in 2013. However, many people distinctly remember him dying in prison in the 80s when he was incarcerated. And so there's this, you know, you ask people and they're like, no, no, he died in prison. And it's like, no, he didn't, but you think you did. And there's reasons why these things happen. So uh, the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you each, I'm going to give you each, uh, I'm the host here. I'm going to give each of you a, uh, I'm going to make a little scoreboard here. You're going to be an attacked. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I'm going to give you guys some quotes, some true false. That, that taken sides of the table earlier, Matt, wasn't maybe a wise idea. Could <laughs> we just wrestle instead? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're a, you're a learned man. I wanna... All right, so here From we my go. My memory, you know. All right, so here we go. So the first one <laughs> is a fill in the blank. So we're telling you, oh, fill in the you'll, blank. You'll, okay. You're a smart guy, Keith. You'll figure yeah. this out. Okay. First sure. one is fill in the blank. In Star Wars, Darth Vader says, blank, I am your father. Keith? Luke. Matt? He probably doesn't say the name, but I remember it as Luke. Luke. I, I'm going to be honest here, even though I'm not keeping track for myself. I remember it as Luke. I've said it many times. 
uh, it is actually no, I am your father. Oh, okay. So, uh, so no points for either. No points for either no. of us. But, or, or the people at large in the world, I think. This is way too far into the Star Wars genre. <laughs> <laughs> By then, there were like, there were like, Muppets. Matt, so I, I was I, too much. I, 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 Muppets thought, came. I thought Bubba Fat was a girl. So, <laughs> well, yeah, might have been. So, uh, suits. <laughs> can't tell. They got masks on. All right. So, here's it. number two is another fill in the blank. Okay. Okay. In Jaws, the movie, Chief Martin Brody says, blank, gonna need a bigger boat. We're. We're gonna need a bigger boat. You're. It is. You're going to need a bigger uh, boat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I looked it up and I actually listened to it. And when you listen to it, it sounds like where it like the way he says it, it's kind of muted. Like it sounds like that. It's I, just not. I just remember it wasn't his boat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. So proper English, I guess. Nice. Yeah. yeah good job. Which, Keith. I just remember him to tell the story about being on the, the Indianapolis. Yeah. So, you know what I remember? I mean, I was young when that movie came out, but many years later there was a, Taco Bell commercial with a little dog. Mm. And he goes, I think we need a bigger box, which <laughs> yeah, was from right. that movie. And so I always thought <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where, so there you go. That, that stuff like that is how it messes people That's up. That's a much better way to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three is the name. This is, for, this is really going to confuse us because it's a bunch of men in the room, but is the name of the HBO show sex and sex and the city or sex in the city. Yeah, I'm going to go with how the hell would I know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're Here's what I know others. about that show. All those women would have ended up alone. <laughs> I think they might have. I don't know. I think, I think they did. <laughs> you want to take a guess, Matt? Sex I think and it's sex in. Sex I think in. it's sex in. It is sex and oh, the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that either. My wife was like, I mean, I, so they could travel all around in the show and still be in the theme. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Correct. You know, I, I saw a, a, an article once by one of the a journalist who was in New York and she was talking about how that show had ruined her life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because she was like trying to act out the part of all those women in the city, like playing field dating, da, 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 until she got to be like 40, you know? And then she was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone. It's like, damn it. <laughs> I missed my window. <laughs> right. All right. That one was not fair for a room full of guys. This one is much more appropriate. Okay. So we're going to talk, we're going to talk uh, fruit of the loom. Now that's like a manly underwear, a normal yeah. guy underwear. True or false, the Fruit of the Loom logo has a cornucopia in it. Cornucopia being the little horn-shaped basket, right? Mm. Yeah, no longer has, but had. So according to my research, false Which does not did. have. Was that when I, I was supposed to answer that, right? Sorry. Be well, honest. Be honest. You you I, was, I, I remember, I know grapes, and but I don't think it's a cornucopia. I, I remember grapes. I think it's just fruit. No. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fess up. I, I'll give I you saw a... this in, in social media the other uh-huh. day, and, and, I, and I, I think that somebody found old ones that did. That did. Uh, yeah. So this, you might have to give us both. I, I gave you both a point. Okay. Is that fair? That's so fair. Keith is up by one. I have a point. Right here on the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What actor famously gave away a large check to winners of the publisher's clearinghouse? Oh. Okay, I'm pretty old, but that's old. I actually, so this one- I think it's Bob Barker. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So this is actually where I had first heard of the Mandela effect. Typically, people think it's Ed McMahon. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's not. Uh, Ed McMahon never gave away a check for publisher, Publishers Clearinghouse. So they had what was called the Publishers Clearinghouse Prize Patrol, and they would show up with roses and um, and balloons. Yeah. But there was another company called American Family Publishers that would give away a big check with Ed McMahon, and they were like sort of the like not as popular company. And so Publishers Clearinghouse was like, shit, everyone thinks that they're actually us. So let them just keep running their ads and we'll just take credit. So for years, people were like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. he does the publisher's So here's the real question. Yeah. Did Ed McMahon give away one of those giant checks to Happy Gilmore? The price is wrong. The price <laughs> is wrong. Right. All right, we are halfway through the game. If you're listening, I'm curious on how you guys are doing. Right now, Keith has two points and Matt has He's one point. <laughs> so number six, which actor famously said, hello, Clarice? Oh, Hannibal Lecter. Okay, what actor? Do you, do oh, you know the actor? Um, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Yes, actor. You would agree with that? That is incorrect. Really? In fact, all he ever said was, I believe he only said good morning or hello, like a, like a greeting, 
where that has become popular culture is in the movie Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. Uh, they yeah. are, you probably know this, they are at, um, what's the jousting thing? Uh, um, medieval Times. Medieval Times. And he puts a bunch of meat on his face and he goes, hello, Clarice, <laughs> silence of the lambs. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so it's become popular culture. It's actually Jim Carrey is the one who oh. said it. Only part of that show I remember is, if we don't fight, they will kill us. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. Is the popular cheese cracker called Cheez-Its with a Z or Cheez-It? I don't know why I'm looking at you, Keith. I feel like you are. S on the end? I just no bought S? some for my kids. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a Z. I think it has a Z, but no S. It's just Cheez-It. With che an S or? Cheez-It, no plural. Oh. And But I think where that comes from is like, if you want some, you're like, hey, give me some Cheez-Its, right? And mm. so you're used to saying it that way. Oh, oh. I thought you were saying, okay, never mind. Yeah, there's Doesn't no matter. plural, no Z, no but S. But it's a Z, but yeah. no S. Got it. There's just it, IT, on yeah. the bag. If You, look you were like, asking for the it. I yeah, thought yeah. you were asking for the cheese yeah. part. But yeah. yeah, I thought so yeah. too. All right, this one, you you're, need both, to be you're, you're both going to get this one. You said that three times. I know. And we got and them we all failed. Wrong. You're going to get this one. <laughs> Is it Jif or Jiffy peanut butter? It's just Jif. Jeff. Yeah, you both get a point for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's come, that might come. We both look like big peanut butter eaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, well, I mean, don't mess with my peanut like, butter. You eat a lot of protein. You know how big you are. Don't, don't mess with my, protein, with my peanut butter, and Jeff is the one. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so, I mean, listen, that was a little bit of a lighthearted thing. I wish I could say this was lighthearted. This really got me going. So, this is a studio <clears throat> owner defending Mommy and Me pole dancing class i can't even believe i have to even talk about this this is crazy you sent well, this to me right yeah you don't have to talk about it i sent it to you but uh, you, you chose it um so <laughs> a pole dancing school in atlanta is offering mommy and me workshops and i just there's a clip they have a clip and it's set to take me there from the 1998 animated movie Rugrats, which is like, wow, that's great. <laughs> uh there's boys and girls in the video from ages four to fourteen <laughs> Um, I didn't watch the video. I could, I couldn't watch it. No. And they, they posted this and they said, exciting news after three years of anticipation, it's finally happening. We're here to break stigmas and set the bar. Remember that it's here to stay. Kids classes what, begin, blah, 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 blah. What blah. stigma are they trying to? Yeah. Right. Well, break. so this guy that owns the, <clears throat> this person, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, uh, Harris said that the outrage, there's out, there's a lot of outrage about it. And then the outrage is unwarranted, noting that pole dancing is now an internationally recognized sport and may even reach the Olympics. So I'm, I, I guess I have a different take. You know, this is like a, a jobs program. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot of unemployment out there. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Well, look, people got to make a living. Right? <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> very, some of those people are going to make a living in ways that, you know. That's true. I mean, if they stick with it, they will be the best. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and there's got to be big money in that, right? <laughs> well, the, the, the owner said. big something in it. The owner said, what we're doing is teaching them to use the apparatus as a fitness tool. It's no different than gymnastics or ballet. No, it's very different. It's quite different. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, I would say it's very different. It uses the same muscles. <laughs> well, that's because the muscles we have are the same. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, what I was saying to my wife about this, as I said, what's crazy to me is that the company is, as much as I don't agree with it, they're just meeting a demand. The fact that there's mothers that want to go to this, to me, is where the bigger issue, like the fact that they- Well, we've, we've talked about, about that with the uh, drag queen and read events too it's the same thing it's the people that go to it that is the yeah, problem so, so, so listen so that's right but let's also say this right look back in the era before mass media people were trying to emulate the higher classes of people they were trying to be <laughs> ladies and gentlemen they tried to have good table manners they tried to dress nicely they tried to behave as if they wanted to advance themselves in society etc and that carried on to all the other things in life good morals blah 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 they were trying to you know there was all aspirational right but mass media has brought that down mm -hmm. like look look at the music that's popular today right is the music that's popular today building people up is is or do our are we pitching to our children things that are going to make them healthier and happier and lead be good lives no no we're not right no. like so this is this is a great example 
of, of that, of the debasement <laughs> of society. You know, it's like if you if you listen to what the music that people are listening today, it's about genitalia, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. WAP, uh, you know that WAP. Yeah. I mean, uh, w- w- in Christmas this year, it came up again. Is the uh, baby? It's cold outside. Yeah, but meanwhile, you know, WAP. Was, be, meanwhile, WAP was like one of the most popular songs. Yeah. In, in no my, one sees <clears> that. My niece had uh, some of her uh, bridal party walk out to it at her wedding, and I was like, "Your grandmother is sitting next to me here." It's like, crazy. <laughs> I, you know, for me, the problem I have with this kind of stuff is, and, you know, this is ultimately the show. I mean, we do a lot of like, you know, culture stuff on this particular show format, but ultimately we're, we're gun guys, Keith. Right. And that's yep. what, that's how this show started. But the, we talk about gun violence. We talk about, you know, gun control and everyone wants to blame the gun. But, and I keep saying this, but if you keep just leveling down society and you keep leveling down morals and values, eventually you're just going to create a mess. And that's where we're kind of at is it's like, so, so remember years, you know, 70 years ago when Elvis came out with his pelvis yeah. and yeah. he said, oh, the, okay, they were right. Yeah. And that's what, what's actually we we're, we're confronting now as we've <clears> gotten <throat> all the way down to, we have four year olds pole dancing and twerking is that, all oh no, they're, they're not twerking. They yeah. were very clear well, about that. Not on this, but on other things. <laughs> they nothing are for sexual sure. about and it. And you know what? Like, listen. At the end of the day, all those people were right. You know, like I don't, I don't want to sound like the like the old stick in the mud, you know. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, listen. Turn on the radio. What are they singing about? Right? It's just a slippery slope, right? Like the the you know the pelvis led to more. Yeah, we've heard so many times that the slippery slope isn't true, but that's what it's true. It's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. That leads us to Doomsday Clock, Keith. Uh, maybe this is it why actually it does actually. <laughs> I was say, it actually I'm, does. I'm actually really curious to hear your take on this okay. with your background. Maybe this is why the uh, doomsday clock is where it is. So I never of, heard of this, by the way. Oh, really? I never had heard of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been around for like 75 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, just a couple of days ago, um, the annual update of the do- doomsday clock was announced in Washington and it was uh, set to 90 seconds to midnight for the second year in a row. And uh, Rachel Bronson, uh, the president CEO of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, which is the board that uh, handles or is responsible for the Doomsday Clock. It's a panel of people, correct? Panel, 23, 22. Um, atomic scientists. Atomic scientists. Well, uh, bu- CEO of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. So I don't know their credentials. I hope they're all right. atomic scientists. <laughs> um, but Seems uh, legit. Seems legit. <clears throat> Make no mistake, she's quoted as saying, resetting the clock at 90 seconds to midnight is not an indication that the world is stable. Quite the opposite. It's urgent uh, for governments and communities around the world to act. And so, because uh, I was a little confused, because again, I'd never heard of it, midnight being like the end. Armageddon. Like, right, Correct. Armageddon. And so, yeah. yeah, when they say like 60 seconds to, or, you know, whatever, that's what they're talking about. Correct. It used to be, uh, the closest it had been before this was like 110 seconds in 2020 or something like that. Um, what is it at now? 90 seconds to midnight for the second year in a row. Okay. So it's like right in front, yeah. uh, you know, a minute and a half away from, from midnight. Matt, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm really curious on your thoughts on this. When I was a little boy, I heard this story about this chicken who thought the sky was falling. Mm. And like he ran around telling everybody and everybody was freaked out by it, right? And we are living that. Still here. And we have been forever. Yeah. Right. You know, you know I, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay, I'm gonna make a prediction. Every time you hear somebody saying they're gonna save the Earth, blah blah, blah listen, the Earth's gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah. So keep spinning well, around the sun. Well, the Earth is gonna keep going. <clears throat> right, the human right. race is what I'm worried about. Ah, so human race is gonna keep evolving, and as the human race keeps evolving, there's gonna be periodic mass extinction events. Yeah, it's gonna be exactly as it ever was. I'm curious. Was. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious on your thoughts of AI. Do you think it's it's you know really as dangerous as they predict? Well, I, I imagine if you came to anybody in America 25, 30 years ago and, and said to them, at some point, everybody in America is going to be carrying around a device where the, the people who are the most powerful can track everything you do. 
all your communications with all your friends. I mean, it everywhere was, you go, it, it was a book. Well, all your money that you spend, <laughs> like that, that, that. Everybody would have thought you were a crazy person, right? And yet, what's really happening is that it, is it technology is making it easier and easier and easier to implement totalitarian things, and we are inevitably stuck in that cycle. And you know, all the things. So this is funny, <clears throat> and this is a, a bigger thing. Look, you know. All the people who are worried about that are out like on the range and they're <laughs> stockpiling like food right. and ordering stuff from four pages. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing all that stuff, right? And yet, meanwhile, all the people who are perpetrating it are all about computers and they're deep into AI and they're blah, blah, blah. And the people who are thinking they're countering it are not. It's funny, funny you said four patriots. It's like COVID was a bigger wake up call than AI was for me. You know what I mean? Like when we talk yeah, about, well, like because well, AI, AI hasn't hasn't. Well, no, I don't. Okay, let me let me let me backtrack. Like because I, I, you're a perfect person to talk about this because you hate social media, and, sure. and I know why, and and, and I yeah, agree yeah, with yeah, you in a yeah. lot, right? Because it's evil. It's yeah. evil. But it's just evil. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. I mean, Calm there are some Calm, easy big. Fella. There, 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 okay. there is some great things on there. I mean, I can't say that I don't no. sneak on every once in a while, yeah. but I just you I, poke around. I poke around, but I I have good discipline to stay off of it. I nice. do not. <laughs> really? I, well, I would have thought, like as, as a military guy, I would thought you would have been like disciplined enough to. Uh, yeah. So. So I'm the part of the military, like down at the bottom, where it's like shooting people and trying not to get shot. <laughs> and, you know, that's a whole different thing than like who's managing Different the animal. World, <laughs> COVID for me was like when you saw, when you saw all the, you know, people going to the store and yeah. still and then taking toilet paper, it was like, holy shit, like the people are the, that's yeah. what you got to worry about. Like the reason why I buy four pages, the reason why I have canned goods, the reason why I have the things that I have is because- what I learned from COVID was when the shit hits the fan, I just want to chill in my house and not have to go out to Crazyville. Cause it was crazy out there. Like yeah, I what, going- I say, what I would say is like, so first off all the things that all the prepper people are doing is actually things you should be doing. Right. Like, so, so yeah. that, that's it's like, it's I, like I, what you learned in scouting. Kind yeah, of exactly. Thing. Right. Like be prepared. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not, that's good advice and it's true and you should have ammunition and you should have food and you should have enough gasoline and you should have a way like to, Okay, all that's true. Okay, so with that being said, look, the 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 bigger picture stuff is not that like the we're not going to have a reoccurring Bronze Age collapse most likely, right? right. Like that's probably not what's going to happen. Pretty unlikely. Yeah, I, I mean it could because no, I mean anything could. But we it's have pretty we unlikely. have a world full of people who are you know. There's many things going on in the world, right? But with that being said, I, I would say that um, I would say that the the Technology stuff is way more important than than most regular people want to admit. Mm. And we're all buying into it of our own accord. You know, we are all like giving everybody all the stuff that about oh, our yeah. lives. You know what it is? It's and, and Keith, like I, I always I kind of like joke with you a little bit, but it's it makes things so convenient. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Cause That's exactly right. My, my, I don't want an Alexa in my house. Unbeknownst to me, an Alexa popped up in my house. The kids, the, the kids got one. It was like disguised <laughs> as like a Captain America like thing. And I was like, when did wh- I hear Alexa talking? I'm like, what the fuck is happening in my house? And it freaked me out a little bit. And my brother-in-law, who's a big techie kind of guy, was like, well, your phone is listening all the time. All the time, no matter what. And, I'm like, and he's like, isn't that on you? And I'm like, shit. So I start going down the rabbit hole and I'm like, well, uh, I have, I have an iPhone. So I'm like, Siri is listening. So I like looked into it. You can turn Siri off. You so can't I, turn so, your phone off. Right. So I, but I turned off the Hey Siri thing. Right. I gotta be honest with you. It is a pain in the fucking balls because I'll be driving and I want to go, Hey Siri, call my wife or Hey Siri. I can't do it. I'm like, I gotta turn this thing back on. And yeah. so they've made it so ubiquitous to like make it, they've made it just so like natural. Right. So listen. So, so in my in my uh, uh, career, you know, I've been involved with a lot of um, different things. Right. One of those things is listen. Anywhere your phone can be turned on, all the cameras can be turned on, all the all the listening devices can be turned on, 
all that stuff, the tracking devices, all that stuff can happen remotely. You have nothing about it. If you're toting a phone with you, not just a phone, your car's got all that stuff on oh, it. Oh yeah, too. yeah, we talked like, about that. Talk right, about that. right. So, so all that stuff is 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 there. This is the modern world, you know. And like, just just think about all the people who like walked through the Capitol on January sixth, yeah, with their phones telling the world what they were up to. Sure. Like all those people were probably like on the range and they were stockpiling food and they were et cetera, et cetera. And yet they didn't have any idea what they were actually doing. There's a really unsophisticated crew, like in the history of the world. And you know who was actually sophisticated? You know who they didn't bust any of? They didn't bust any of the like people who are on the other side dressed it all in black sweats and you know what I mean? Like right. those people had been organized and actually like planned and trained and et cetera, et cetera, all for the modern world. And they didn't catch those people. Mm. Yeah. It's well, I mean, even though I am strong with social media, there are certainly things and, you know, it, I don't, I'm not an Apple guy. I'm an Android guy, but uh, you know, you can say, Hey Google and your phone will uh, listen to you. Um, it's, there are certain things that I do partake in for the convenience factor and the thing of what you're talking about. But <clears throat> we just do not have a good command of the dangerous things that we're playing with. And, yes. and, and we don't really understand what, what the effect of these things are going to be. Matt, I, have, I, have a, I have a question like this yeah. is really for like a military guy. This is a, a great, great question. I, and I've wanted to ask this and I think you're the right person. If you play out all the scenarios Everybody you talk to, um, Elon Musk is a real big one. People are like, oh no, like AI is going to like fuck us up. Like AI is not good and it is progressing at a rate that we just cannot even comprehend. And it's going to be bad. Like it's going to, it is going Look, to AI be bad. It's happening in a way that people are not even recognizing. What shows up on your phone for your entertainment? What oh, yeah, shows up algorithm. on your computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. so, the, so that's really- No, no, but, I'm, but sorry, let me just finish really quick. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, so human nature, if we know that it's bad, if we know AI is not going to end well for us, I've, I, and why are we, I, continuing? I, I, why are we listen, continuing down we, that road? We don't actually know that. You know what I mean? Like, like- Listen, so is that just Marx, nature part? Marx talked about how technology was going to lead to his revolution because it was going to make people where they didn't have things to do because, and he, he was talking about that like a long time ago when we were talking about machinery. Okay, so we don't know that that's the truth. We don't know how it's going to play out and humans are quite innovative and quite intelligent. So, you know, what we... You know, we, we. I don't want to be a doomsayer, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not yeah, I'm not chicken little, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, the sky is not gonna fall you, in that way, right? It's not gonna fall. You bring in up the a good point. Collapse, right? It's gonna fall in the way that every human dies at the end of their life. World keeps turning. There are times when we are wealthy. There are times when we are poor. You know, different nations are going to be powerful at different times. It won't be the United States for very long. We're already, you know, in many ways fading. You know, back when. Clinton was the president. We were telling the Chinese they couldn't partake in world trade if they didn't like do what we told them about human rights. Like what happened about that, right? Yeah. Well, what happened was we're not strong enough to tell them anymore. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen. the The whole doomsday thing is, you know, it, it's good. It's good debate. It's good conversation. You know what else is really good conversation is farts. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you send this? There to are me? levels. You said there this are levels to this, right? I gotta say, most of this show is produced by Keith. I think I have like one article. Like Keith had a Keith, lot. Are of you these. the fart guy? He's the fart guy. I think farts are funny. So, <laughs> the, you know, I heard I heard a thing one day that says, "Listen, look, people who who don't think farts are funny, their their lives are worse. Like, yes, right? because they have the same amount of farts." Great. <laughs> but they just don't get entertained. So on that note, this article that you sent me, so this poor guy, he suffered, poor. He suffered from a serious case of fart burn. So uh, this guy tried to, he had a, a buddy helping him. By the way, Keith, you will, I will never ask you to help me with this. Uh, he asked the buddy to basically light his ass on fire. He well, farted. Light his fart on fire. Light his fart on fire. 
And it it ended up. It ended up. <laughs> he he basically lit his ass on fire. I mean, it he was, had a heavy dose of methane coming he, out of. It. I gotta tell you, that flame was ridiculous. Like, I mean, he that was that was. <laughs> I, I gotta try to play it for Matt. He Pause was it, it was crazy. See. Hold on, let's see. Uh, it's it's gonna be muted. Go ahead. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a big ass flame right there. Yeah. So, Matt, you, you a, definitely tried to let your when I was a fire, teenager. I was in the Marine Corps. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really you, all I need to say, right? You, 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 you were eating crayons. This, this, and one, this one time in the Marine Corps. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cheers on that. That's great. Ah, Patriots. Mm. Is, there, is there actually an ending to that story, or was that it? No, that's... <laughs> he's, he's having second <laughs> I don't tell a lot of Marine Corps stories. <laughs> I, would just, I, I would just say that, listen, when I was in the Marine... When I was... 17 to 21, I was stationed in Asia in the Marines. Okay. Right? So, right. That about sums it up. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. that sums yeah. it up. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and a very special thanks to Matt for hanging out with us and shopping it up. If you want to develop your skills as a modern warrior, be sure to check out his Combatives University program. We have links in the show notes. I've already joined. I'm doing my lifts this week. Get out there, kick some ass. If anyone out there has any opinions on or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Discord, or Spotify, and let your voice be heard.